Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. For the um, Spurs 9501 podcast after the abysmal performance against... um, Dinamo Zagreb. Only two of us here today. I think the other members of the team decided that they were uh, so appalled that they couldn't bring themselves to face the camera. Uh, that's how bad we feel. So, <laughs> welcome from Florida. This is Cam here, and introduce yourself. Jam here in Connecticut. It's good to be back. Um, good to be back, but not so. Not really. Yeah, absolutely. Another another dismal performance today. Another not not great watch. More more than not great watch. It's it's sad. It's getting well, sad. Do you want to take us through the teams, Jim? Yeah, so today our starting lineup was uh, Loris in goal, Aurier on right wing, uh, Sanchez and Deer in as our defenders, uh, with Davis on the left wing, um, on left back. Sissoko and Winks in the middle, Lamella, Ali, Mora and Kane up front. Okay. And just to quickly go through the um, Dynamo Zagreb team, we have uh, Livakovic in goal, who pulled us some great saves at the um, at the, towards the end of the match. Obviously, Rostovsky, Lauritsen, uh, and Katarine, at the, and Franjic at the back. Maya in midfield. Ademi in the, as the hard man in central midfield pulled off some pretty tasty challenges. And Jakic on the um, left side of uh, midfield. Ivanusic, Pet- Petkovic, and obviously the hat-trick hero, Orsic, up front. So... Uh, just to add to that, I usually go through my stats at this stage. I will go through some stats, but just to say Tottenham Hotspur, £720 million value as a team. Dinamo Zagreb, £45 million value as a team. And yet they made us look like absolute dummies. On top of that, Dinamo Zagreb, I think, is the chairman or a couple of members of the board just <laughs> been um, arrested, about to go to jail. Nine days ago. The um, uh, managers. I know he resigned on Monday. Whether he's in jail or not, I don't know yet, but he's got, I think, a three or four-year sentence. And the team, you would think, would be in disarray. They didn't look it. They looked fantastic and made us look absolutely awful. So, possession-wise, somehow we dominated at 57%. They had 21 shots. We had 18. We had five on target. I can't remember them. They had five on target from which they scored three. They did commit 22 fouls. We only committed um, 13. Uh, believe it or not, well, it's easy to believe. We had one corner against their five. So, Jem, just to go back, just to quickly um, say what whatever you could remember from the first half, because personally, I can't remember anything from the first half. That's worthy of even talking about. But no, you go it was it was a boring, boring, boring first half. And and you know what that first half did? It woke it woke Dynamo up to know that. We were there for the taking. Is what it was, because there was no passion, there was no bite, there was maybe two half chances that we might have had at some point. You know, you have players starting like Ali, thinking you he's gonna take a chance to to prove why he should be on the first team, but he just doesn't care anymore. Um, Kane was pretty quiet throughout the match until maybe what last five minutes in this in the extra time, and um, Lamella Mora they tried hard, they huffed and puffed, and I think I think them uh, especially Lamella coming off. Changed a little bit of the momentum of the match once he did once he did go off, but other than that, it was it was just a poor performance all four out. I think I think everyone was too lazy thinking two nil is enough, and uh, you know most saw oh okay, Tottenham think this is enough. We'll we'll show them, and they did. They were absolutely much better than us. I think that um, the first twenty minutes there was nothing in it. 
we didn't want to do anything. They didn't look very interested. I didn't even know that Ali was on the pitch until about the 30, 35th minute when I sort of looked out, looked at the screen again, and there it was. Our number 20 came up, and I thought, wow, he really is playing. It never felt to me that he was playing. Uh, Maya had a great chance. Mm-hmm. Where, they had uh, a good Sanchez, few chances. Sanchez hit the ball, hit him, came back to him, and then he hit the ball, and he, Lloris, as usual, didn't even move but watched it. But it, it, it missed by about a couple of feet, I think. Oh, very unlucky. Very unlucky. They had another chance with this sky there so high. I mean, I don't know why Petkovic passed it back to him. He should have shot himself. Yeah. And then I'll never forget, I think for me, what summed up the whole match Jam, was that free header from their first corner. On the left-hand side, they got a corner. We had about eight players in the penalty box, all standing there. And the ball came back. They came to their player. He had nobody around him. Not one Tottenham player was mobile. They were all stationary. It was um, Ademi, the guy in midfield, mm-hmm. and he headed it straight at Lloris. Could have done anything. Could have probably put it down, taken about a couple of sessions. The whole team was static. Oh, like I said, uh, that first and, and that is what defined to me the first half. I thought, oh my God. I mean, the only thing I thought going for us in the first half was uh, um, Zagreb's appalling uh, ability. The finishing. To yeah, yeah, no, even even in the second half, they're finishing, even though they finished 3-0, if, if it wasn't for their hat-trick here today, I don't think they would have scored. Uh, they could have kept on shooting. Unfortunately for them, which is like, just goes to show how bad our defending was, we just kept giving them, letting them carve out really good opportunities. And we were very lucky they didn't take more because they could have easily won 5 or 6 nil today. So for the end of the first half, we have, we're in a situation where um, you could say, dead legs from the Arsenal game but there's only four players who started the Arsenal game that played um, in this were, even if they had eight, all started they had only four Kane, Lloris Sanchez and who else was there I think uh, not they didn't play did they anyway they, they did nothing in the Arsenal match anyway if the whole team has been the exact same team they, they were as lackluster as, as uninspired as they were in the Arsenal match they, had, they were even more uninspired today Mm-hmm. So the first half we bumbled our way through. God knows, couldn't string two passes together, and um, we come to the second half. So Mourinho goes in and said, "That's it. Just keep it as boring as you can. Ball, put them to sleep. Let's see if Zagreb will fall asleep." And I think that their assistant coach, who seemed like he knew what he was doing, because yeah, he, he did. They came out a completely different team. Go and just talk us through that first goal from Osic, which I thought was absolutely made a brilliant. You know, Tottenham can't fall behind and say we fall behind on on uh, fantastic goals because we give these opportunities, we give these teams a chance. John? So I actually missed every single one of the goals. I had, I had the kids stuff to do and back and forth, and I, I missed them all. I didn't see a single one. I need to watch the highlights after this match. Um, I heard the commentator tell us it was an excellent, um, an excellent strike by Orsic. Was it? Yes. Yeah, I didn't actually see the goal, so I can't, well, I can't comment he, on uh, it. Basically, he got the ball on the left-hand side. He cut it from outside the penalty area. Skinned, uh, Aurier left dead on the floor. Another stupid mistake from him. Sanchez didn't know what the hell he was Aurier doing. Aurier wasn't on the pitch. Oh, Aurier. Sorry, yes, he was on the and pitch. And he uh, uh, moved to the, took it to his right side and scored a wonder goal right into the top hand, le- uh, left-hand corner. Uh, <sighs> Wish Lloris, obviously, um, wasn't going to get there. It looked like could have got there, but he probably looked like he pulled his hand away at the last minute. So that was their first goal. Mm-hmm. Still 2-1, doing okay. The second goal was absolutely incredible because they, um, I was just sitting there thinking, why is it? That's their got, team goal. It's a team goal. Not just that. We had um, Davis, who probably couldn't even get in the second division team right now. Um, he can't pass the ball to anybody. 
He's got, he's got the ball, no pressure. He passes it to their player. They hit five passes, beautiful passes, all around our penalty area, whilst we can't even string two passes together. And uh, um, again, also, it's in the centre, right by the penalty spot. Um, no one on him. Four players around him, static. No one moving. No one move a foot. They just stood there as if they were rooted in stone. And he placed it beautifully. Obviously, the reason got a hand to it. it went right into the corner. Beautiful goal from them. Six yards out, seven yards out. That was number two. That takes us to two, two. And then the final goal was another wonder goal in uh, extra time, which we can come and talk about in a bit. So I wanted to but, um, say that the Fabric fully deserved to win this game. I think that they should have won maybe, but I think we, they, they did us a favour by only winning 3-0. They had another chance towards the end where um, uh, the player was one-on-one with Loris. Loris did get a hand to the ball, stopped it from going 4-0, but it looked like it was already all over. I mean, what did it make a difference? Yeah, it was it was all over at that point. Um, the fact that we let it get to extra time, you know, if I got to extra time, it was maybe 3-1 or something. At least at least we've put some some fire, you know, put put a, a real a show on, but there was no show. There was nothing. It was just so sad. There was a good three or four opportunities, which were good opportunities that we had that, uh, I think two cane opportunities, one bail opportunity. And it was, um, it was just not good enough today. No, so but really t- had any passion. So the question really is today, congratulations to our listeners in Croatia. You fully Absolutely, deserve they do. You go on and do really well in this tournament. You've got a good team out there. And um, I'm sure that big clubs will be looking at people like Rossich, seeing if they can sign in for, for a cup price fee uh, to help you get out your financial problems. So uh, that's, uh, that's a good touch. Congratulations to our fans, uh, our group fans who took the time to listen. Absolutely. We are well done. And very sad because um, it's not because we lost, it's because the way that we lost. The way that we lost was there was no pride, there was no passion wearing the shirt. There was absolutely nothing. Most of the players don't deserve to be wearing that shirt. I should be kicked out and never allowed to play for that team again. And I think we're going to go through a list of that right now. So, Jam, give me your four players you never want to see in a Tottenham shirt again. Oh, oh. I think it's more than four, but he's, I mean... Give me as many. Yeah. No, there's Deli Ali, of course, number one on the list there, I think. I've been trying to stick by him for so long and it's just, it's become tiresome. You know, if you want to play, you you got to really play when you get a chance to play. Um then there's then there's Eric Dyer, you know, the person who does bring the passion to the pitch, but he's just so terrible. He's just not a good footballer. You know, he's 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 passionate about what he does. Clearly, you see him yelling and getting upset, but everyone's everyone really? feels like it feels like everyone else is around on the pitch is upset at him for his mistakes and his. Can I just stop you? Let me go yeah. to your next two. I want okay. to say something. Dyer, you know what summed up Dyer for me today? Apart from that, he's an absolute rubbish defender. Can't defend mm-hmm. to save his life. Made so many mistakes that I don't even want to start there. You know what summed it up? It was 118 minutes on the clock. There were two minutes to go. Do or die. This is our chance. They had an offside. Uh, the ball comes. Uh, Dyer, you know what Dyer does? He looks up, gets the ball, um, it passes it to uh, Sanchez, passes it back to him. They're sitting there, don't know what to do. We've got eight players in front of them, booted up, try something. And that basically summed up exactly what, what, was, um, what Dyer brings to the team. Beyond that, but there not, you go. It's not an that intelligent me, footballer. That's not just not an intelligent footballer. I'm a footballer that doesn't give damn damn about the team to do that when we've got two minutes up. You know, run your socks off, die on the pitch. You've been knocked out of Europe. Do whatever it takes. No, Did they take, do any of that? No. I'll take I'll take a, a eleven Michael Dawson's over any of those players on the pitch today, including Harry Kane. Harry Kane 
is supposed to be our our leader on the field, leading by by example, and he's just he seems unbothered now. You know, I think he's after today. I think he's ready to be gone. Go. All right, we'll do our next two. Next two. Because I mean, like I want to say Davis, but I don't hate Davis that much. I know he, well, he, I know he knows he's limited as a football player, um, and it's tough. And Dombele was pretty, pretty damn awful today. If we can, I, if we could get some money for him, I w- I'm ready to let him go, like absolutely. And then, um, besides that, I, I don't think any of them were actually playing today. But there's definitely some other players that need to go on the pitch. You know, obviously Doherty's is my number one. Let's get it, get rid of him he as soon as possible. Playing, but, he okay. wasn't playing, but oh. he's he's there. He's my fourth one for oh, sure. Man, so let's have a go at Doherty, even though he doesn't, <laughs> even though he doesn't play. Okay, so I'm gonna put in. You know, there. I blame Doherty for 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 <laughs> him giving us hope that Aurea is gonna be a second string player, and then you know Aurea has been for a long time our worst player. The fact that he is our saving grace on the right back, you know, I don't want Aurea to go now. That's how that's how bad Doherty is. Okay, but Doherty didn't play today, so let's give him a break. Okay. Um, so here we, I, I'm going to put two more in. I'll put Bergwijn in. Absolutely hopeless. Did absolutely nothing. but nothing to the team. Absolutely. I would rather have bought on Scarlett, bought on one of those players. I wouldn't say Vinicius because Vinicius is going anyway. It's been announced today. He was his loan deal wasn't going to be extended. If it wasn't going to be extended, why are you playing him? He, he doesn't want to be here anymore. He knows he's got no future here. Bring on one of the youngsters. But that's both that's not Marina that's what we'll talk about next. So uh, the other players I would probably want to be seeing out of that team almost immediately. Um, and Dombele, I don't think that he really brings anything to the team. He holds the ball too long. He puffs and puffs, falls over. Killer passes, ability to be that number 10 player. No, the only player I can think that actually showed uh, some passion and did something when he came on was Lasselt, though. And to be fair, so did Bell run around a lot more than he normally did uh, towards the end, trying to get into the game. Um, so you put, nailed the mate to two. The other two players, the other player I want to see gone is Lloris. He just can't save the, any yeah. shots to save his life. I, I'd rather take the dynamite Ziggler um, goalkeeper. The goalkeeper was, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like it comes down to the simple stuff with Lloris too. It's like he can't do the simple saves. He'll make an exceptional save every once in a while. But then it's like the simple things, like distribution, just passing the ball out. He'll always pick the wrong, wrong option. Mm-hmm. So I want to see those those players gone. And I mean, I don't believe we're looking at in a situation now where Tottenham are probably going to be in the doldrums, uh, mid table for at least the next five years. But I'll tell you why. <clears throat> Most of the finances have gone into the new stadium. With COVID, we haven't had an opportunity to um, fill that stadium and recoup some of that money. We have no money for transfers. The money that Mourinho spent has been awful um, on those transfers. He has hardly given us anything. Um, big teams, you've got Chelsea going to break the bank for uh, um, Haaland. You've got um, Grealish being fought over by Manchester City, Manchester United. Those teams are just going to get stronger and stronger. Um, Arsenal are looking at 100 million plus uh, transfer kitty. Uh, we are looking at 50 million plus uh, um, payoff for Mourinho for failing and destroying our team. So where do we go from here, Jim? The sound's gone again. Can you get your sound back? Yeah, I muted myself. Hold yeah, on. Give, okay, me, give me two seconds there. Go on, you're back. You're back. So whilst Jim disappears, I'll carry on. With my dad trying against the, um, the team, where do we I'm actually? Sorry. Your sound is back. I know where it's my kids actually... in the background on the monitor, just going crazy. So yes, um, 
what, you summed everything up though. Where 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 does that team go? I I really don't hope. I really hope it's not five years of mediocrity or more. Um, but it, it does seem that way. How are we gonna afford to get rid of, of Jose? Which he absolutely has to go, in my opinion. Time the time has come. Um, but the money is all invested in the stadium. There's no money to to buy anybody. The only way I see any escape from this is is to sell big players for big money, and that's Harry Kane. And you know, well, I mean, Kane's going to go. Kane um, is going to go. I think we're looking that's... at a rebuild. So let's just move on to the final point and on this uh, short and sweet to. Uh, um, video, and that is Mourinho. You mentioned it. Is it time? Yes. So no Europa next year, no Champions League next year. Um, we're gonna we play like this in the Carabao Cup. We might as well just give it, it was. Why are, we even, why are we even playing? At the end of the day, the Carabao Cup comes down to one match. Uh, I wouldn't say Mourinho got us there so much as we got there by buys and and and. What did we mean? Easy. Oh. Who did we beat? Chelsea. We beat Chelsea. Yes. We, yeah. beat, no. we beat them well, on the penalties. The but yeah, that's the only decent team that we beat. Everything else, we got a buy against um, someone. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Even if we lose in the Carabao Cup, uh, you know, Jose could lose that. Anyone could lose that match. You know, anyone could win that match essentially in, in that circumstance. I feel like the only reason Jose didn't get fired, you know, two months ago, you know, in January, not even that was because he was still in this Europa League. He still had that. You know, I'm a winner. I'm going to potentially win the Europa League and at least get get us somewhere. But now that that's gone, like there's nothing left left to live for, and he's not bringing any confidence to any of the players or any of the fans. In terms of, I don't see any for any, any long term success. And who would you replace him with, Jim? Who would I replace him with? I'd replace him with. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd stick Steven there. You know, <laughs> he'd do a better job. He would do a better job. Um, no, in all honesty, though, there's there's other good managers out there. There's there's young, hungry managers out there. Um, there's Nagelsmann. Obviously, people have been talking about him a lot. Sure, like, he won't come to Spurs. Why would he come to Spurs? I mean, Allegri is free. Why would he come to Spurs? Yeah. All I can think of is the ex-Bournemouth manager. What was his name again? The young guy? Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. He has a good manager. I mean, he's there's lots of decent about managers. the level that we're at, where we need to rebuild with. We or need someone. Parker. We need someone with. I would. I would take Scott Parker in a heartbeat. He's been. He's. He got his coaching badges with us, and you yeah. know. I. I think he. I think he that the only that. two managers that. Hey, but at the same time, I would take Steven Gerrard. Take Lampard's looking for for a job. You know, I'll take him over right now. This situation. I think the only four managers we could probably afford. I don't about Gerrard. He just won a cup. Um, it's probably, but definitely, um, uh, Parker or Eddie Howe. And pa- Scott Parker will come in the season. But what is brought to that team with solidity at the back and an understanding of how to actually have a team with the limited resources that can actually play. Yeah, we need smart. We need someone smart to come in. So let's have a vote then. Put your top four managers to replace out of those in order. And forget about Nagelsmann. Forget about Allegri, the incoming. Okay. Um, what would four four are we saying? Eddie Howe? Eddie Howe, Steven Gerrard, Lampard or, or Parker. I mean, they're all decent managers. I'll take any one of them at the moment. I wouldn't care which one of those. Put, the, put them in order. Put them in order. I would. I would like Scott Parker because the sentimental value, and also he's doing a very good job at Fulham with what team he has. Mm-hmm. I like his style of play. Um, Gerard has done a fantastic job at, at Rangers, and I would definitely give him a chance if he would even be willing to come to us. Which why would he? Um, and then um, Eddie Howe, then then Lampard. Okay, I agree. I'd say Scott Parker first, Eddie Howe second. Um, 
And I probably wouldn't want the other two. Either of those two, I think, you know, what are they going to do? Make us mid-table? Hey, that's where we are now. Can we be any worse? No. Uh, And with a half a decent budget, maybe Eddie Howe could do something. And so could maybe um, Scott Parker. But I think a good homegrown manager, a young, hungry manager like that, is what Tottenham needs, not an old dinosaur who um, has lost his ability to win games, motivate his players, or do anything in particular. And after that Arsenal performance, which, let's face it, every single Arsenal um, Tottenham player, every single Tottenham fan puts their heart out in that game to to run them out. Arsenal put their heart out, and rightly so, uh, thrashed us. Even though it was only 2-1, it should have been 4 or 5. We had no heart in that game, or no. passion. And it was an absolute disgrace to anyone who dares wear the, wear the Tottenham top. And that includes the manager and all the players. And the same goes today. Well, so we need we need someone with that passion. We need someone who's young and someone who's got the ability to take this team where it needs to be, which is definitely top four. And I would have rather have kept Pochettino and been mid-table because I've seen no improvement since he's left. No, Maybe we might have allowed to rebuild, but the team needs to be rebuilt. Build it with youngsters. I'll take two seasons, three seasons mid-table if we're getting youngsters coming through that we're going to have the potential to be something and build something. But this team is going nowhere, and these players are not going to win anything ever. And that's my final point. Jim? Love it. No, that's, that's, I could not have said it better myself. That was excellent. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks very much for listening to the diatribe from both of us. Very sad Tottenham fans today. Um, uh, congratulations to uh, Dino Mosier-Lagreb again. Fully very deserved the win. Uh, thank you for only scoring three goals against us. We probably deserved <laughs> about six. Uh, but also thank you for um, putting another nail in the Mourinho coffin. So we appreciate that. And, uh, and good luck to you in the future. And I'd like to say come on you Spurs, but come on to where I wonder you Spurs. Yeah. Yep, um, I still come on you Spurs, but uh, it's, uh, that's the season over, I say. Top four is gone. Europa League's gone. Not going to get with the Carling Cup at this rate. Uh, so, you know, on and upwards to next season at least. All right. Thank you, everyone. And goodbye from Florida. Goodbye from Connecticut. Bye. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.